Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> gorgeous, very hardworking Star Wars Rebels and Ahsoka Levin wife oh, and co-host yeah. Michelle. Well, thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, July 20th, 2023. Well, some of it, a little bit of it on Sunday, <laughs> July 20th, 2023, because we actually recorded a lot of this episode. Like, I mean, a lot of this episode. The main topic. <laughs> on Thursday, <laughs> when we had our guests come and join us. We'll get to that in a little bit. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter. At Hyperion Podcast. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. And threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yep, we love to hear from you. We love to hear from you so much for whatever the reason might be. Uh, we just love hearing from you in all these ways that I just mentioned. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know we always take like to take a little break, take a look back at the week that was, because we are the Disney show of positivity, and so we like to point out those positive moments from the week that was, and we call it My Favorite Thing from This Week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle, because she's wonderful, fantastic, <laughs> all things great. You know she does the best research. You've heard it. She has the best lists. She also almost always has the best My Favorite Thing from This Week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? So my favorite thing this week is easy. It's hands down our conversation with our great friends uh, who joined us for this episode, Pat and Charles from Conversations. They're always fun, but to have that opportunity, I know sometimes we text and chat that way, but to really get together with them virtually at least uh, was so much fun. It was fun. And that is my favorite thing from this week as well, as you're about to hear in just a couple moments here, how much fun we had so much fun. We just continued the conversation <laughs> on for an extremely long time. If you're wondering why we're ripping through all this stuff, it's because we're about to get into a very lengthy main topic, but it's a lot of fun and a lot of entertainment. And we think you're really going to enjoy it because Pat and Charles are fantastic, funny yes. people. And we had a great time talking with too. them. And knowledgeable, definitely knowledgeable. But we had a great time talking with them. So we're going to get to that in a moment. Also, just a quick thing. My other favorite thing from this week is I've started my new job and I love my new schedule so much more. <laughs> Waking up at a reasonable time, having a real weekend off. It's very, very yes, nice. Yes, exactly. Very, very nice. It's been, it's been now, great in that regards. On to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including you'll be able to check out the series we're talking all about on today's episode a little earlier than we originally expected. We'll tell you about that. Speaking of that series, your chance to meet its main characters coming very soon to the Disneyland Resort. That's right. And we now know when you'll be able to dig a little deeper into a few of Tiana's delicious dishes at the happiest place on earth. That's later, however. Let's go ahead and get to our very galaxy far, far away main topic of the week.
can't be more excited. It's finally come. We've been waiting for this moment for a long time. This week will be the debut of the Ahsoka series on Disney+. Plus. Michelle, are you excited? I am, but I thought you were leading into... You're so excited that this is the week we have some really wonderful guests on. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. We've got some guests. But they're, they're wonderful. wonderful. Yes. <laughs> I've been excited to be getting a chance to talk with them again. <laughs> right. Well, we decided because when we've seen a lot of the trailers and a lot of the talk, we now know that going into Ahsoka... It's going to refer back to another series, an animated series that we know and love very well. And so we had to bring our favorite Star Wars Mm -hmm. aficionados onto the show to discuss a little bit of Star Wars Rebels and a little bit of what that might mean for Ahsoka. Yes, they're here. You heard them a little bit already. Pat and Charles from the Conversations podcast. Welcome Woo-hoo! back to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Thank well, you thank for you. Um, although, uh, that was wonderful. Not us. <laughs> <laughs> and just how many how many other shows actually turned you guys down for this one until you got to ask <laughs> <for> this fight? <laughs> We're no consolation prize today. <laughs> We're no prize at all. <laughs> Oh my God, it's going to be fun. This is going to be fun. We always laugh a lot with these guys and we hope you'll laugh along with us. And and hopefully you you pick up some things too, because uh, they know their stuff. They do. And uh, like I said, um, I know that Rebels has been a favorite Mm -hmm. of ours, but I know that these two love Star Wars Rebels as well. Mm -hmm. We got some nice artwork Artwork. there that uh, Pat is holding up. Unfortunately, you out there can't see it. But we are <laughs> we are privileged to be able to check it out there. A little Ahsoka that, and a little Darth Vader. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's actually the sketch that uh, Filoni did. Um, <laughs> or the uh, oh, well, wow. it's not the sketch. It's a it's a reproduction it's a, of the sketch. It's a print. <laughs> um, it's a print. Yes. Yes. Um, nice. Uh, it's from the art of Star Wars Rebels, which nice. I love, and um, and it you know. Um, clues you find folks into the fact that I am ready for all of this. Yes. Yeah. As are we. Yeah. So Charles, much. Charles, so however. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Just because I slept on the Clone Wars, literally and figuratively, and <laughs> as soon as I finished that series for a decade, you did, and I literally <laughs> remember the day that uh, I, can, you know, was so proud of myself. I texted them at work that I had just finished the Clone Wars on my lunch break and uh love the end of it and he says congratulations buddy now start watching rebels <laughs> and it's like oh my gosh and at this point it was still um it was still on disney xd uh that's how far back it goes and wow. mm-hmm. uh you know i felt a lot of the same things that i felt with uh you know with uh, ezra but also uh, same thing with ahsoka funny enough that the character when she, when he started and it's like okay here we go and this like I'll, I'll get to know it but I can honestly say that uh, the first season, the first few episodes of Rebels uh, is probably one some of my favorite animated and storytelling in Star Wars. Right. I think the characters and the lore that they wrapped into that storytelling was absolutely phenomenal. And to know that there's four seasons of that and now spilling into Ahsoka, it's unbelievably exciting for me as well. Yeah. Personally, for me, I found watching Rebels 
the second time I gained so much more appreciation for it too. It was, yeah, it's a great, great um, you know, I think that we've talked about it many times with the clone wars, um, star Wars rebels. Some of the best storytelling in star Wars is being done in the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're a fan of the, just the, the films and maybe now the Disney plus live action series, don't sleep on, uh, a lot of the stuff that you, is in the animation department because it is really, really good. And yes, at times it can look at some of the episodes. They'll have some one-offs that could be, you know, it, as you said, it was on Disney XD. It's going to be basically made to, you know, go for the kids, essentially. There's going to be those one-off episodes. But there are some real deep Star Wars lore, as you were mentioning, Charles, right. within Star Wars Rebels and also, obviously, the Clone Wars. And it's really an interesting dive into um, what makes Star Wars run, you know, essentially. Yeah. So and where else start- are you going to get such great um, characters like the Inquisitors? Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Bendu? Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. More, more, more mall. Come on. Yeah. And Hondo. <laughs> and Hondo. Oh, yes. I, how could I forget? <laughs> the pirate. The pirate. Not he's, not, he's, a, he's a legitimate businessman. <laughs> <laughs> legitimate dish. He's not a smuggler. He's a pirate. <laughs> well, well, well. Semantics. I don't know what it means, but I was told to say it. God, I wish I could do that. <laughs> that that Thanksgiving thing was so funny. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving. I forgot about that. That was good. Oh my god! I still love that so much. Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah, so so such brilliant uh, characters and character development that um, mm-hmm. you know to to um just boil it down to like a kid show on a cartoon channel is um uh i think a disservice to to the right. tremendous storytelling of the series yeah yeah so let's talk a little bit about rebels to kind of get us set up for ahsoka a little bit for those of you who maybe have not seen the series there probably will be a few kind of spoilers here spoiler ish if you have seen the series then maybe this might refresh your memory a little bit but let's talk about the little some of the characters who are within Rebels and that we may be seeing move into Ahsoka. What are your feelings on, you know, some of these characters that we've seen and what their impact is on the world of Star Wars in general? Well, I guess I'll start because why not? Um, <laughs> I I would love. I don't think I'll see it. But I would love a flashback with Freddie Prince Jr. as as our friend Kanan, um, because I think he would he would be perfect live action for Kanan, mm-hmm. and of course he would sound just like him. So um, <laughs> so I think I think that would be really cool to see. Um, you know, maybe um, uh, Ahsoka telling a story about the ghost crew or something and then it goes into a flashback um that would be very cool but from what i've seen so far uh the live action debuts of some of these characters is is fantastic and Mm -hmm. i look forward to continuing their stories um from rebels and you know the the epilogue of rebels and and all of that to to 
just have more of that of that great storytelling for these characters that have become such uh so endeared Mm. Let's let's talk a little bit about those characters. What makes them, do you feel, so endearing? You know, I mean, which ones spoke out to you most? And why do they resonate so well uh, with you and the, and the entire Star Wars community? Uh, well, first, I'd have to start with my spirit animal, Chopper. Um, <laughs> he's... He's he's brilliant. Um, he's perhaps my favorite character in all of Star Wars because Ooh. of just how how slimy he is. <laughs> um, I, I've mentioned it on our show many times. Um, I had a very Italian grandfather, um, and uh, quite crotchety at times, and uh, cantankerous. I think I used the word cantankerous. cantankerous. Yes, and um, and so. So Chopper is definitely my Italian grandfather, and um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. And also, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a audio chip because it would be profanity. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about Chopper is that he was—he's basically what R2D2 was intent was an initially supposed to be. Um, when George right. Lucas originally thought up R2D2, it was Chopper. And then they kind of, you know, oh, you know, he's a little bit too cantankerous. You know, we can have a little bit of that edge to R2, but we don't want him to be that extreme. So they kind of softened him up a little bit. But then Filoni brings out basically the prototype in Chopper and it couldn't be better. And more it's some of the funniest scenes in, within Rebels are with Chopper involved. Yeah, well, Chopper says what we all think. So. That's true. <laughs> he does. No filter. He does. <laughs> and that's what's some of the greatest part of it, too, because when you look at Chopper, and then as Pat had pointed out to me um, when he was you know, selling me on the idea of watching this series, he says, if you love the Ralph McQuarrie original drawings and, and the mm -hmm. sketches, this series is inspired by his art, uh, you know, from Vader's masks to the to the stormtroopers and to Chopper, that that, that uh uh, portfolio piece classic from the late 70s that McCory, Ralph McCory had done for George uh, with uh, 3PO and R2-D2 on those planes, you can clearly see like the appendages that uh, Chopper has mm -hmm. are, are on R2. So those inspirations like power that uh, power that entire series and are very, very artistic uh, in, in approach and everything. But uh, but yeah, like I would say for me, uh, from Rebels, uh, I, Hera is so good. I mean, I love the, the different aspects of her character. Like she's the leader and the perfect compliment to her is, of course, Kanan. Right. But she also goes through her frustrating moments her, where she's just like fed up with everything and still trying to keep it all together as well as being, you know, uh, uh, an excellent pilot. And then, uh, you know, part of the the rebellion and being looked to as a leader. So she really I mean, Kanan, but also her really, really connected with me. And I think hugely uh, has a, has affected a lot of the Star Wars fans as well. And I can't wait to see mm -hmm. her in live action. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Very yeah. much. I kind of, I, I think with Rebels too, and I know you guys have talked about it on your podcast, the, the, the concept of found family and how each of those mm. characters really played a role that any of us could identify with as a family. So you had like the mother father figure, you had the, you know, the brothers and sister figure and, and how they interrelated and, and how their relationship grew very much like a family. 
Yeah, I, I think you you looked at it, and especially like the growth of a character like Ezra Bridger from when he first starts off, he's just kind yeah. of a rogue um, merchant, essentially, just kind of a you know just trying to make ends meet, um, and he meets this found family, right. and just ex- his growth throughout the whole process in just four seasons is actually one of the most incredible things within right. Star Wars Rebels. Mm, absolutely. I mean, you look yeah, at that as compared to Ahsoka, right? right. Yeah, like one of those growth, those those growth, uh, like the, the arcs that he goes through and and sacrifices himself at the end. Not to be spoilery, but not sacrifice himself, but like he, you know, he takes the story to a whole different place. And that you know we can get to once we launch into the Ahsoka series. But the maturity that he develops uh, through his love for the found family, like you're saying, Michelle, is like mm-hmm. it's the, that transformation. Um, especially what I you know, like, as I call it, when he, when he cuts his hair, that transition in, you know, yeah. from season two to season three, it's like his maturity kicks in and he realizes what he has around him. And he, he takes his responsibility to like a new level. Right. Yeah. And you, you got to think about where he, where he starts from when you first see him, he's essentially, uh, you know, space Aladdin. He's a, uh, street, <laughs> he's a street rat. Street rat. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yep. <laughs> That's a good one. And, um, you know, so he's he's a street rat on Lothal. And, um, like, he's a teenager. So he's, he's got very little to no maturity level. But he's forced to, you know, fend for himself and to, you know, make ends meet and, and mm-hmm. find solutions to things, which leads to theft. And, like, you know, then the Sultan sending people. No. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so then, uh, you know. Then he steals from the wrong guys, and then gets gets uh, linked up with with all that, and um, and then recognizes the importance of relying on other people and being able to um, uh, to trust in other people instead of being skeptical of everyone around you and mm-hmm. thinking that they are either oppressors or just like you. Right. Mm. Yeah. So he's yeah. able to to kind of make that jump and start relying on others and and recognizing the strength in in numbers and in right. that sort of um, mutual trust. Right. Yeah. His his. I mean, you know, throughout it, he goes from like you said, the, the street rat, essentially, you know, into this found family. Uh, they realize he's force sensitive. Kanan takes him on, basically, you know, as his padawan to to teach him the ways of the force to hopefully become a Jedi someday. The growth of even Kanan is within the series is, is amazing himself because I mean, he kind of had to grow. I mean, yes, he had skills. He was trained at the Jedi Academy, um, but he was still a Padawan when order 66 happened. So he had to go through kind of his, his own arc just to kind of get to where he was um, when he ended up making his, and again, spoiler alert, mo- his moment of sacrifice, which is one of the most impactful scenes you'll ever see in any piece of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, but, I've told Pat this, and I've said it several times, is that I was like, like I was saying before, uh, I would watch these episodes while at the gym uh, during lunch hour, and <laughs> I regretted that decision when I watched that episode with Kanan. Mm-hmm. I was an absolute mess. It was so well done, and I could not believe what was happening in he, front of me. He was on was the amazing. treadmill, 
and he slipped in his own tears, and, and the whole thing was a mess. The whole thing was a mess. Thank God the ER was just right around the corner. <laughs> Fell on his head, like and his hairline's never been the same. <laughs> My hairline hasn't been the same since the late 80s. Come on now. Um, but I agree with you, Tom. That's uh, His sacrifice in that, uh, in that episode was uh, some of the most impactful – and we're talking about an animated series, right? But it, again, leads and gives strength what you had said before with uh, the Clone Wars, that they have time and the ability to build these characters up in a storyline that you care so much about them. Mm-hmm. And these are just voices with animated uh, with animated scenes. It's it, the, the impact was unbelievable. And it seems like that, that I think, you know, sometimes when you get to, let's say, the, the prequel films or whatever, and you look at the Jedi and... Actually, you see pieces of this in the Clone Wars as well, that the Jedi kind of lost their way and what they're how they're supposed to react or whatever. But that was an, an ultimately selfless moment and kind of what you expect from a true Jedi. Um, yep. it, that and you, you see it again later with you know learning from his mentor, Ezra does something very similar. So it really, mm-hmm. you know, it, it reinforces the fact of how great the Jedi could have been they've lost their way but they were great and they could be great and you know that's the same i think you know ahsoka's had some teachings involved with that too i think that uh, kanan having to be able to get together with ahsoka within that series for even though it was a small period of time i think that was huge for him learning oh, a lot yeah. of things from her and and how what all her struggles were and how she you know, stayed true to what the Jedi should have been throughout the Clone yeah. Wars. And now as yeah. we're moving into Ahsoka, we already mentioned it a little bit, the artwork of Ralph McQuarrie. You can't talk about Zeb without talking about that artwork because Zeb, if you look at that artwork was what Chewbacca was originally supposed to be. And Zeb has already made his live action debut. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see him within uh, Ahsoka coming up at some point here. And you all did oh, an yeah. amazing episode about him that was oh. just <laughs> heart-wrenching. <laughs> Very funny to do, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go back, find, we'll, we'll mention it many times, find the Conversations podcast. So much good stuff yeah. that they talk about. Some of these characters uh, in depth. It's really, really mm-hmm. good. Um, the other one we, well, there's a couple we really need to talk about. Um, Sabine Wren. Mm-hmm. We know yeah. she's going to be in Ahsoka. We've seen her um, excited to see where her path. And again, to talk about another character who went through some significant growth uh, throughout uh, that series. Um, she was a, a big one, right, guys? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, and just her, you know, especially when you're talking about the Ahsoka series in relation to The Mandalorian. Mm, and then that's right. you've yeah. got Sabine, who's got such rich history in Mandalorian culture. Like as soon as you see her, she's like, I'm Mandalorian and the whole bit. Like she's she's, you know, very proud of where she came from and the whole um, sort of uh, the mythos surrounding Mandalore and um, and sort of what what gives her the the strength as a teenager as part of the rebels crew also um you know it gives her this uh this sense of empowerment and um so i mean that whole part of her arc and her her history is 
such a prevalent part of what we're seeing now on on the series on Mandalorian and all. And um, and also, she's really the first person to bring any sort of art into Star Wars. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she's got that warrior culture that um, that sort of uh, almost uh, Viking type of um, personality oh, to her. Yeah. And then also, like, she's an artist. So she's super cool. <laughs> and like very and very intimately involved with the Darksaber, which is a huge part of the Mandalorian. Yeah. And you know, some of the groundwork of what we see literally in the last season three of the Mandalorian and the way that um uh th th that's being treated is the that ground was laid in the Rebel series. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And finally, we have to touch on one more character because he we know he's also going to be making an appearance in Ahsoka and probably one of the characters you love to hate the most. I mean, hate. talk about a great <laughs> bad guy, uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, so fantastic uh, when he made his his canon debut uh, within Star Wars Rebels and I'm just looking forward to seeing how that carries over um, you know your thoughts on uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn guys um, I mean you're 100% right I mean he Timothy Zahn created Grand Admiral Thrawn in uh, sort of the post uh, original trilogy series and uh, not only is you know has he graced us with one of our intros for our episode for our podcast but <laughs> good um, for you the, yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> and he literally said, "Don't stop it until I give you the phone again." So he took my phone and then recorded it. It's like, "Don't stop until I'm done." Um, so, yeah. So, and that you know, Dave Filoni and John Favreau to to obviously to a certain degree as well uh, have done really well in going back into some of the lore and the expanded universe as we know it now of plucking some characters out of these uh, these storylines that people grew to love after the original trilogy came out. And Thrawn is an extremely complex and interesting character. And I loved him from the first moment that I heard about him. And for him then to appear in Rebels, and to Pat's point, he takes the art and he looks at sort of the culture of a race or a species or of a character, in this case, Sabine, and he studies her art to understand more of what uh, drives her and how that how that changes the the dynamic of what he's dealing with, or even with um, Hera's Calicori, um, uh, her family heirloom that we see about so much in that story. He it's he is working on a totally different plane, and that makes him even more fearsome as as a villain. Right. Yeah, I mean, not only, I mean, yes, obviously he looks at that, but he the, he's such a brilliant tactician in that he studies every aspect of uh, the people that he is trying to basically win over in whatever way it may be, whether it be actual dominant victory or there are other ways. He doesn't always necessarily feel the need to fight or win necessarily. Mm, or win, He wants yeah. to figure out exactly he's he's brilliant in his study whether it be the artwork the history everything about it he's always thinking about how to improve his status to improve whatever status is that he is representing at that time which is an interesting conversation on where he will be when we actually get to ahsoka there's a lot of discussion on will he be a bad guy 
Well, he maybe not be such a bad guy because he, you know, works for whatever is the right thing for whatever he's trying to accomplish. So it's going to be interesting to see. So that's basically, oh, Pat, you got something? Go ahead. Maybe. Um, And also, (laughs) you know, the last time we see him in Rebels, he is with a, he's, he's, um, confined with a certain um uh young jedi mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so with some we... certain other creatures that we happen to have seen within <laughs> Mandalorian. <laughs> yes um so that being said um you know uh it's it's will be interesting to see what kind of time frame that is because uh you know if you recall earlier on in rebels when Zeb and Agent Callus were stuck together. Mm-hmm. That ended up uh, kind of tipping the scales for Callus right. uh, oh, yeah. to the point where he ended up uh, turning on the Empire mm-hmm. in, in, yep. you know, in favor of the cause of the rebels. So, you know, this this could be an opportunity for him to... Uh, I don't know um, if it would cause him to turn the tides... But certainly have second thoughts, mm-hmm. and, wow. and, I think, and I think that makes him even more interesting because you think you have him pegged as a bad guy, and you you have no idea where he's coming from when we first see him. Wow, wow. I can see it either way yeah. with him. I can see him saying <laughs> totally bad, or I can see that yeah, him yep. being swayed a little bit, um, you know, yep. with that time with with that certain young Jedi, um, and, and yeah, maybe you know, decide that, no, I need to approach things in a different way, but we'll see. I, I don't like to make too many expectations of what we see. I just like yeah. the story to be told mm-hmm. um, and, and decide on it as it goes along, but we'll be, it'll be interesting, but let's go ahead and get to it. Now, the main character that we're moving into this series. Now it is of course, one of our all time favorites, Ahsoka Tano. And I think Michelle is going to take it over from here because I know she's a huge Ahsoka fan. So, yeah, I, I, I do love her character. I think I've grown to love her character more and more over time. <laughs> <laughs> we have Pet Soka Tano about over here. <laughs> Pet Soka Tano. <laughs> oh, Costanza. I am right there. no Jedi. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, man. So um, what I was thinking we'd do is I'd have a series of specific questions for each of you. Um, kind of about what what is Ahsoka? Who is Ahsoka? And then maybe go into a few Why things. Why is Ahsoka? Of, <laughs> that's right. About some of the speculations <laughs> of what's coming based on, you know, some of the things we've seen in trailers and, and things like that. Um and then we can move into some trivia too, maybe. But well, that's never good. All right. Oh, so that's never good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm just okay. doing this alphabetically. So um well this question is for Charles. Um so Charles, we've seen various Jedi's interpretations of what they believe a true definition of Jedi is. What do you feel Ahsoka's belief is and, and maybe how it's changed over time? Well, you know, I uh, I would say that uh, not to be completely plugging our own show, but we have a, an episode coming out uh, tomorrow uh, that reviews Ahsoka's leaving. Which will be last Jedi Friday Order. by the time you hear this, just so you know. 
<laughs> or Saturday, depending on how I can edit Tomorrow it. Tomorrow um, yesterday. <laughs> but I think that Ahsoka's view of the Jedi has changed drastically from where she started with Anakin and mm -hmm. uh, as a young teenager and progressed to the point where the uh, ideals of the council and the perception of the Jedi changed from a point of we are here to do good for the galaxy to the point where we need to do good for the person. And that's why she left. And despite Anakin's constant support, she did leave the Jedi. And we even see that in the Rebels series where she faces an unbelievable series of episodes where she faces Anakin slash Vader mm -hmm. and uh, he challenges her. This is not the Jedi way. And she literally says, I am no Jedi. And it's it, it literally, I'm getting, getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. Mm -hmm. So I think that she has taken the purity of what she believes is a Jedi and transformed it into something that she believes in where she spreads the, uh, the protection of those who can't protect themselves from the oppressors. And mm -hmm. it even goes down to her, her lightsaber colors being white. We're not talking about colors and blues and greens or reds of the Sith. She has this sort of purity about her. And, and I think that's really where a lot of the fandom has taken that and, and seen it as uh, you know, the gray Jedi as the sort of the in between the Sith mm -hmm. and the Jedi, or as uh, the Bendu called, it was uh, the, what's, what did he call it again? Um, he called, the Bendu in the Rebel series called it uh, um, Ashla and, uh, oh, I can't think yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. the Bendu has this, like, this very different terminology for the Sith and the uh, this uh, the Jedi. So it's very, um, it's very, uh, uh, Bogan. And Ashla, Ashla is the name that she used in the Ahsoka mm -hmm. book. When oh, she had, yeah, um, right. when she was kind of um, under the radar, yeah, which nice. is a is a really cool nod to that. And like the whole Bendu, the whole idea and the arc of the Bendu, like everybody needs to like see that. Yeah. Yes. Because it's, so it's just so rich with with lore of the Force, and it's yeah. just it's right. so. Um so different from the stance of like Jedi Council. Right. Right. Mm. And, and that's that's why, you know, the the Bendu aspect of the force has been, you know, everlasting throughout the history of of the galaxy versus the, you know, absolute crumbling of the Jedi Order because it's wrong. They were wrong. Yeah. And I actually think, I mean, when you were discussing Ahsoka and whether she is a gray Jedi, essentially, Charles, I don't think, I think Bendu is very gray. I think he is mm. you know, very much on both sides. But I think, to me personally, and, you know, everybody's up for their own interpretation, of course, Ahsoka is the light. She is what a Jedi should be. Yep. She's not in yep. between a Sith or a, a Jedi. She is what they should be striving for. You know, if they were ever to try and put together a Jedi Order again, it is what Ahsoka Tano stands for, is the epitome uh, of a Jedi. Per and that's just my personal feeling on it. Oh, totally agree. Totally agree. All right, Pat, you ready for your question? Yes. No, all right. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> just hit the pause button. Here. Okay. Uh, what main... <laughs> 
What main attribute or characteristics do you think define Ahsoka? Uh, compassion, I think, is the main attribute that she Ooh. exhibits. Nice. Um, she is, uh, and that was like super easy because it's it's <laughs> such a guiding principle for her. Um, throughout, uh, for example, the the Ahsoka book. Throughout that, throughout the um, uh, the arc in the Clone Wars, where she, you know, basically is um, accused of. Um, uh, basically, uh, murder and treason against the uh, the uh, Jedi Order, and um, and then throughout Rebels, and, and even throughout the Mandalorian, she cares about people and the welfare of others. Right. So you know, it, it, going back to Clone Wars, like she, she not only was trying to exonerate herself which is trying to get to the the bottom of what happened to bring justice to these, these people that were killed right. you know not only i didn't do it but who did it so that we can bring them some sort of justice and then you know then you've got the book where she's can't help but help others and that gets her into some hot water with inquisitors and and right. you know having to having to almost expose herself um, because she can't sit idly by. Right. Uh, which is which is even the downfall of Kenobi in the Kenobi series, where he's like, you know, bury lightsabers oh, yeah. and, and, and put your head down and go back right. to business. And she can't. Good point. She can't do that. And um, so throughout the book, she's doing that. And then in Rebels, she's – the the fulcrum she's the contact that's right. that's trying to help them at, at risk of her own safety you know right. she is she is supposedly um dead at this point so right. she's risking you know her safety to to help the cause and help the future of the galaxy there and then you know when you fast forward to even you know the mandalorian where she's presumably still searching for Ezra and mm -hmm. also, um, you know, helping the galaxy, you know, putting her herself at risk for the benefit of others. It's, it's such a selfless approach to, to everything when, when essentially she's enemy number one of, of Vader. Right. Um, and she's just, she doesn't even think of that. She thinks of others. So I think that's, that is the cornerstone of who she is, and and it's reflected all throughout her story. Arc. Yes, agreed. agreed. I mean, even so if good. you look back at that moment that Charles is talking about a little bit ago where she squares off with Darth Vader, her master, Anakin Skywalker, who she realizes at that point is the, that is the case. Um, part of that was defending Ezra, who was there to begin with and standing up to Vader Right. And, uh, you know, he get knocked, he gets knocked down fairly quickly, but she gets in the way and yeah, basically says, Nope, I, I I'm going to take this. You get out of here and, 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 and get to safety. And again, that's just what she does. Right. Ugh. So good. Great. Ugh. Great responses. You ready, sweetie? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, buckle up. Cause she doesn't take them for an answer. Apparently. <laughs> If you need a question B, maybe I can come up with some other. Yeah. Skip, <laughs> skip. Yeah. 
Skip. 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 Phone a friend. <laughs> All right. Um, we've talked about a lot of really interesting and beloved characters in Rebels, especially. Um, but what do you feel is so compelling about Ahsoka that to have her own series and one that fans are so excited about coming out? Gosh, I don't know what's not compelling about Ahsoka. Again, she is the epitome of what a Jedi should be. And I think that that's, that is a pure sign of what people want to see her as. She's, ex she's exciting. She's, once she can be calm and cool and collective and ponder a moment and take it all in, but when she actually gets into a, a, a duel, a lightsaber duel, or any sort of battle, she can be as fierce a fighter as you will ever see out there. So there's that, that kind of action and excitement. But, I mean, just she can she's so beloved in this community, which is funny because when she first debuted, she was not. Um, right, but yeah. The, the, mm -hmm. they, they wrote her story. They let her continue on. They didn't write her off and say, okay, well, that's not going to work. Star Wars fans don't like her or whatever. No, they stuck to it, stuck to her story, let her grow, and the fandom grew with her. And I now believe, I mean, I, I don't have any official list out here, <laughs> but she's top five Star Wars characters oh. out there. Yeah. For someone who's oh, yeah. had very little actual live action, hasn't been in any of the films um, I think that there's a huge amount of excitement for this character, and I'm, I am one of them. She is oh, yeah. one of my favorites, for sure. Good answer. Mm. See, Oof. you're questioning yourself. <laughs> we question <All> right. him, too. <laughs> Warranted. Let's get into the next round. We're, we're, you know, we've seen... Wait, there's another round? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> C. <laughs> um, oh, we've seen um, some of the trailers, although Pat, I don't know if you have, um, but we, I don't watch trailers. I know, I know. <laughs> I know you. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> um, Michelleism. There's, <laughs> we, there's been information out there. Um, so let's talk about some of the, your, your personal predictions or speculations of what what we might see in this series and going back to letter c charles um all right do you think the series is going to reveal the conversation that took place after ahsoka defeated the magistrate and if so what do you think will come out of that uh, i don't think specifically no i i think that the that entire magistrate arc for me was while you know existing in the mandalorian universe mm -hmm. and sort of driving some of his story uh that really was you know the jedi episode it was called so it was obviously purely about ahsoka and then introducing mm -hmm. her in live action i think it had to do more with prepping the audience with uh the dark saber and how it's its implications with the future how with with thrawn because that's mm -hmm. the first time she actually mentioned him right and i think that also then prepped the audience to say, hey, look, you, there's some characters coming soon. And as we know now, it's the Ahsoka series that you should probably go back and try and, and follow up with to get more of the story. So I'm, I'm thinking that that specific conversation, although it might be very interesting to hear about what they were actually talking about, um, serves more as a launching pad for 
what we could expect to come in uh, the Ahsoka series. And the online speculation you'll see, of course, is like, this is now, you know, Rebels season five. And I think, you know, for, in general, I think Filoni is probably going to do more than just that. But mm -hmm. the uh, I think that the, the likelihood that we see, I mean, for, I mean, one thing that I'm looking forward to, if possible, would be a live action reunion of all of these characters. Obviously, mm -hmm. Kanan is a is unfortunately, but like Pat was saying, is as a flashback. But that mural that Pat was referencing a long time, you know, when we started to reproduce that as close as they could with like you said with mm -hmm. uh right. you know zeb in live action we got mm -hmm. chopper in live action and we've got the other three there as well and uh, ezra and thrawn to a certain degree so yeah that would be fantastic but i think that's more of a um uh, that that entire part was more of a uh, a call out to get ready for the series and and go back and watch some of the uh his, you know some of the back story that right. you can on rebels i'd be interested to know where that that scene falls within the timeline of the Ahsoka series. Cause I got to have a feeling that they're going to maybe move forward, move backwards. That's um, true. Cause and again, this is going to be a spoiler. So be warned for the end of rebels. The end of rebels is post return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And that's when they decide they need to go look for a certain young Jedi. Mm -hmm. um, so was that, before that magistrate meetup, right. after, where does it fall in the timeline? I'll be interested to find that out. Right. And let's not forget that some of the um, logo for the Ahsoka series is uh, reminiscent of the world between worlds. Well, there's that too. Yeah. I was going to bring that up a little later, but yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, timeline wise, who knows? It could well, mean yeah, anything with, with the world between worlds. Right. <laughs> and I think it was even Filoni even said that, uh, what was it during the season three of, of Mandalorian, or was Favreau, one of them, had said that, yeah, well, the timeline really isn't what you guys think. It could meander back and forth. So they're you, setting you know, things you, up that... <laughs> you, you know why? You know why it's not what you think? Because um, it makes for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stopping oh, by. <laughs> All right. So now we're back to Pat. All right. Oh, All right. boy. Okay, well, you Pat. haven't learned your lesson yet. So here we go. <laughs> it takes a long time for me to learn my lesson. Trust me. Got it. I, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't even have to. I didn't have to burn Tom because he did it himself. Yeah. Okay. Enough. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. And again, knowing that you choose not to watch trailers, I get that, you know. Um, and you're also not as social on the socials or maybe know of all the things out there. But you may I'm have social. heard. You're social, <laughs> but not on the socials. What's a social? <laughs> <laughs> it's my, my all those dances. things you'll be running off at the end of this show. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's funny. <laughs> the question here is, so there is some talk or speculation out there that Sabine may be force sensitive and that there may have been um, a master apprentice relationship between her and Ahsoka. What are your thoughts on that? Mm, well, she, um, she did train 
to Darksaber as part of her right as uh, as a member of Clan Ren, and um, did relatively well with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so there have been Force-sensitive Mandalorians, mm-hmm. and um, there very well may still be. Um, that being said, um, I hear tell of her um having Ezra's lightsaber uh which is interesting as well because um why <laughs> and, um and and if that's and 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 if that's any indication as to you know her having used it more than say you know slicing open a tauntaun then um <laughs> no that's that's also very interesting as well because if it's in her possession for that purpose then maybe she's been um she's been becoming more in tune with the force as well which would be quite interesting um and if that were the case and she is obviously been um uh promoted as a, as a uh, large enough part of the Ahsoka series, it makes absolute sense that Ahsoka would take her under her wing and uh, mm-hmm. um, and 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 train her and and teach her the ideals of what a Jedi should be versus the bureaucracy of the Jedi Council that led to their downfall in the first place. Right, and I'd add to that that you know when we no, see. <laughs> <laughs> just that was perfect. You don't need to add to anything. <laughs> but you think back when uh, Kanan was training her with the dark saber uh, in the Rebel series. Uh, now, of course, that that was going on, and and she did very well, as Pat was saying. And we've seen in the Mandalorian series that um, Din Djarin struggled with the dark saber. He didn't know how to handle it. It was like this weighted uh, piece of uh, you know armament in his hand that he just didn't know what to do with it so if that's them then laying the groundwork for the fact that uh sabine is force sensitive and she has an ability to be able to control it more than he does then they've already put that out there that well if you had watched the rebel series sabine was using that thing without real any without any real difficulty uh dinjarin was so that could be some uh some visual groundwork to uh make that leap I'll, I'll Thanks for mansplaining that. that to us. <laughs> <laughs> I think that every person in the Star Wars universe has some sort of force sensitivity. I think it's minimal for most. I think others mm-hmm. can actually, you know, tap into it much better. Obviously, the Jedi and Sith and etc. Um, but I do believe that everybody's got a little piece of it in there, and I think that they use it in different ways. I mean, I, I is. Is Han Solo force sensitive? Well, no, he's not going to wield a jet, uh, wield a lightsaber or whatever. But I mean, to, to fly the Millennium Falcon the way he does, you can't tell me he doesn't have a little mm. piece. He, he, he can't tap into the, the force a little bit to accomplish mm. those. Um, it's just the way that's, again, the per, what I, way I personally look at it. Right. All right. Good answers, guys. Okay, sweetie, here's your oh, next boy. one. Don't look, because the trivia is right underneath. Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> no unfair advantages here. Okay, um, we've we've seen. I think Hera. he has an unfair disadvantage. 
TK421, go back to your post. Uh, negative, negative. We've got a slight reactor leak. Uh, give us a few minutes to lock it down. Oh, gosh. Ross, we're going right, to have but... company. <laughs> okay, we've seen Hera be a fighter as well as a nurturer in Rebels. Uh, what do you think of the line from the trailer where she says, I've spent most of my life fighting a war. That's why I'm trying to convince you to help me prevent another one. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, the, again, the, where are we talking about within the timeline and what's going on? And, you know, is this the, uh, the, the beginning of the, the first order? Mm -hmm. uh, and what's, uh, you know, is that what they're trying to get at? Is, you know, a lot of that was, you know, started out in the, you know, the outer regions uh, mm -hmm. of the galaxy, essentially. And that may be where they're trying to go out there and, and find that young Jedi and Grand Admiral. Um, so maybe they might stumble across a little something. So mm -hmm. maybe there will be a little piece of that thrown in with this. I don't know. I don't know exactly what that definitively refers to but they wouldn't shock me if that is some sort of aspect of this because it kind of falls into where we should be within that realm of the what we assume the timeline might right. be right right yeah and that's been, also uh, part of well, yeah. no go ahead age before <laughs> beauty i guess <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, in the, uh, the seasons of the Mandalorian, they're laying some of the groundwork for, um, the, the, like Tom was saying, the, the groundwork of the, you know, the first order and mm -hmm. the cloning and, you know, shout outs to sort of, uh, uh, the emperor and, and those experiments. So there's definitely some crumbs out there that they're seeding for the sequel trilogy. And because we're in that, that middle space, they're definitely trying to connect those stories together. Right. Pat, you had something you were going to say? No, no, no. The moment's passed. It's fine. <laughs> no, um, God. no um, uh, you know, you also have whatever Moff Gideon's trying to do. And um, and his uh, his dark troopers and all this craziness. So, um, you know, you've got several threats uh, at this at the time period that we've seen so far in um, the live action, uh, you know, Poloni verse, I guess. Um, the Mando verse, or whatever verse you're referring to. Um, you know, you've got you've got several um, possible threats that that she could be referring to, um, or, or 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 all of them. You know, um, I I imagine that whatever is happening through each of these series is um, heading, you know directly towards the um the film that they're going to be making oh, so right. um i feel as though any and all of those things are on the table for mm -hmm. uh you know obviously some sort of uh large scale conflict right. agreed yeah makes agreed. sense all right before we get into the trivia round anybody have any other predictions or speculations from what you've seen or heard so far? Not me. Like I said, I don't like to predict too many things um, because I just, I, I like to have the story kind of lead the way for me and not make assumptions. Cause I feel like, you know, you, you, it leads to 
disappointment possibly if you expect it to go certain maybe not you know predictions but no expectations mm-hmm. of where things necessarily will go right so i just try and steer away from that a little bit i think pat that's part of the reason why you don't like to watch the trailers so much something similar to that regard mm-hmm. um I, I just like to you know have an idea and go forward and and Hey, tell the story and hopefully I'll enjoy it. And I think I'm going to, because yeah. I, I enjoy most everything. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that, guys? um, yes. yeah, I'd say like, slight, like rebels, putting that aside, uh, for the, for the whole series. Uh, it's amazing. It's got lore. It's got characters. We know we got new characters, new stories. There's one episode that, uh, is in this series that is so impactful for Maul's arc and obi-wan and it is so strong and just just even to watch that if you watch the episode in season three called twin sons and Mm. you watch that from start to finish um that encapsulates how well this series spoke to star wars and uh it's brilliant it's 24 minutes of absolutely gorgeous animation and storytelling so watch that episode you'll be hooked watch the entire series and then uh you'll be ready for ahsoka Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do that, um, you know, uh, post haste because uh, this series. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're running out of time. Here. Uh, very, very <laughs> true. <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, I'll um, hijack just for a second, Michelle. Oh, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead, you first. Well, I lost my train of thought. I was thinking about Maul. <laughs> <laughs> it was half a thought. Uh, oh, that's. Oh. That was good. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's, that's cheerleader. I love it. Uh, hey, honey, you did close. something good. <laughs> so rare. I have to point it out. Honey, <laughs> hey, that was good. I laughed. Oh, I'm so shocked. <laughs> you made it funny. Oh, uh, you know, I I would like to see or hear. Um, and Ashley Eckstein cameo. Yeah, agreed. Ooh, agreed. Wow, nice, yeah. nice. It wouldn't shock it me would. if that happens. It would. I think that that would be a huge missed opportunity if they did. Yeah, do yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, so trivia. Oh, points. oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, how do we want to do this? Raise hands, say your name, to, or just shout out the answer. Just say your name. All right, so if you want to answer it, if you know the answer, say, say your name, and then we'll, we'll acknowledge you, and you can give your response. Oh, boy. This has gotten complicated. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. We'll start with an easy one. Uh, and, and, I, and I'll take, there's three possible answers, okay? What nicknames are used for Chopper on Rebels? Uh, ding, 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 Patrick. Um, so... So can I go with Chop? Like Chop works, but also Chopper is a nickname. Yeah. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. So like, cause C110P is is his mm-hmm. name. Right. right. Okay. So, Looks like an H. Looks like okay. A, so we'll give you five yeah. points it, for that. Anybody else have any others? No, I Chuck, don't actually. Chip. <laughs> Charlie. Chip. <laughs> okay. okay we were for, That's not a. We were looking for Rolling Menace. Rust bucket and rolling junk pile. <laughs> All right. All legitimate uh, things he was called. Options. <laughs> That's that, awesome. That oil bath is going to feel so good. 
All or right. Pat's grandfather. Does that work? No? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Legs. Joey Legs. Okay. <laughs> Who wrote all of the episodes of the Ahsoka series? Uh, Pat. Charles. Your name? I think Pat said. Go for it, Pat. Go for it. Am I good? Go. Am I good? Yeah. Yeah. I think you slightly all edged right. out Charles there. I think, uh, well, I mean, what else is new? Um, <laughs> I'm going to... Bing pong! It has to hit the corner first. That's his brain. Um, he heard it, but he didn't compute it until right. later. Right, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Dave Filoni. Ding, ding, ding! Correct. Dang it! Uh, all right. All right. That's running away with it. He's got ten points already. Um, this one might be a little harder, so we'll make this one a ten-pointer. Okay. What is Fulcrum's advice to Hera concerning Kanan's rescue? Ooh. I do not recall that one. Charles raised his hand. <laughs> I did nothing. <laughs> I told you this one would wow. be harder. I, I, I don't know. Up. I don't know. She said, cease the rescue and go into hiding. Ah, wow. go into hiding. Yeah. I was going to wow. say, don't do it. But <laughs> I don't think she said, don't do it. <laughs> Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> right, right. Hey, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Always good don't. advice. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> wait. Wait, that's not the line. Oh, it's the opposite. Boy. Yes. Okay. In which Star Wars film or series did Genevieve O'Reilly first portray Mon Mothma? Oh, Charles. see the Pat. Charles went first. Return of the Jedi. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Tom. Oh, wait. Pat was second with it. Oh, but when, okay. Fine. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Does it, wait, wait. We need to establish the rules. Is it so? So when yeah, someone go ahead, gets Pat. Wrong, you got it. No, well, hold on. So is it a reset of like the thing where you got to oh. buzz in again? Ah. That's a good if question. If so, then Tom's got it. Yeah, I think All Tom's right, got it. You, yeah, you both say it at the same time, and you can both be awarded. We'll split the points. points. No, you can be both awarded. Okay. You gotta say it at the same time. When I'm gonna do a countdown, three, two, one. Rogue episode One, the Star Wars story. Oh, is episode, episode three? three? Oh, he's Revenge got it. Of the Sith. All ah, right. See, that's why Pat's the trivia yeah, champion. Yeah, ten points total. Now that you, that was a five pointer. <laughs> Sorry, that was me channeling chocolate. <laughs> Again, was that an insult? <laughs> the Pat, yes. Please translate. Yes, Most definitely. I felt it to my core. <laughs> yes. Okay. Another five-pointer. Who is Ewan McGregor currently married to? Pat. Pat. Harrison Dula. Right. Not Do you know fair. Her, her name? Yes. Yeah. Harrison Dula. No, 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 no. No way. You get two no points way. for knowing doesn't that. Count. It doesn't count. It's a okay. two point. You get half a credit. Oh, half a credit. All right. You get one portion. Wait, wait, one quarter portion? Oh, man. Oh, this deal is getting worse. All, this deal is getting worse all the time. Looks like Tom and I are doing dishes tonight. <laughs> oh, Disney right. dishes. Y'all give oh. up? Mary Elizabeth Winston. 
Winston, yeah, that's, that's right. The actress, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. You can just go through these. I'm not going to get any of these right. So I'll just sit back and relax. We're, we're, we're actually, <laughs> I'm going to do nothing. We're actually pretty close to the end now. All right. This will be a 15 point question. Ooh. Back in the game. Here we go. Yep. Yep. Don't get, get cocky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which actor or actress from the Ahsoka series? was trained in martial arts as a child by their father using two plastic telescoping lightsabers. And you can get an extra five points if you know the father's name, who happened to also train Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris. I'm glad I gave up. (laughs) (laughs) These are not like Googling this. (laughs) I remember hearing something about the the father training Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. But I also have ADHD. So <laughs> um, I heard about that and I was like, Bruce Lee. And then I thought of, you know, Enter the Dragon and I just, then like Kill Bill came up and it just like, <laughs> like stuff got weird and crazy real quick. And then that was where that ended. Um, are, are you trying Charles. to give a reason to get a point here? Is that you're trying to? No, oh. no. I, I know I'm, all I'm the simply, information simply, around your I'm, question. I'm reinforcing <laughs> the fact that you do have a legitimate trivia question. Oh, okay. Thank you. By the way, That's stuff all. got crazy real quick is definitely Pat's name of Pat's autobiography <laughs> for sure. Stuff <laughs> got crazy real quick. Yes, sir. Okay, Charles. Um, I... Don't know if I'm right, but I'm going to, I think I remember a story. The original question was the person in Star Wars. Yes. Yes. And then the bonus points were for the father. The who father. Trained. Right. 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 Yeah. Okay. There's no way I'm going to know right. the father, but I think I, I remember seeing something about um, the magistrate from mm-hmm. the. Yeah. But the... what's the actress's name? Because that's what I was going to say. But I mean, I don't know who she is portrayed by. Oh, I don't know. Isn't her and name And I didn't Elsa? Google it either. Isn't her name Elsbeth? No. The act, like the character name? No. Oh yes, the character name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh okay. So if that's yeah, not worth any points, Morgan then I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know anything else beyond that. Okay. So it's <laughs> that's Diana, not worth any points. Diana Lee Inosanto. But that's who it is, right? Yeah. And her father okay. was Dan Inosanto. Wow. Dan yeah. Inosanto. She actually trained with toy lightsabers to wow. learn martial that arts. Wow. That is this cool. This is way before that's she was ever awesome. going to be. Yeah, right? Cast is it like that's crazy. That is absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay, so Charles, you get 10 points for. You get 10 yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. See, look what happened. We already talked about his big head. Now it's even bigger. Can you zoom out, please? Can you zoom out? <laughs> okay, this final one is a 25 point. Whoa. Mm. Okay. Tom, this is you can this win is the, the final one. Fight. You can win the whole final. thing with one question. That's right. Okay, in an interview at Star Wars uh, Celebration in Europe, Rosario Dawson, who plays the lead, was asked which episode was her favorite for fans to see that she was most excited for fans to see. What episode did she subtly reveal? Like she didn't say it, but she indicated it. It was the one that she likes the most. It's the one that she's most excited about fancy. Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So which episode was Just that? Pick a number and you, you, I know, you, you, got... might, you might get it right. 
Now we're talking about the Ahsoka series that she's most excited about, right? Okay. Yes. How many episodes yeah. are? I don't even know how many episodes there are. What eight? Eight. Yeah. Charles. Okay, Charles. Four. Oh, so close. <laughs> All right, I'll take a shot in the dark. Tom. Tom. Eight. No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Part of the clue was that she's totally. Okay, Pat. Five. <laughs> no. What she did was she did this. She goes, well, I can't really say. <laughs> wow. But she put her hand on her face. What Michelle five, was doing, he put her hand on her face fingers. with five fingers. Yeah. All right. So I guess <laughs> Charles has 10 points. Pat has 37. <laughs> 37. Minus affinity. <laughs> you were just being a nice host and you didn't want to take That's over it. all the- That's it. No, uh, you're just representing how many episodes Rob has published this very year. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Rob for the Jedi Temple Archives podcast? Exactly. Well, I Zero. Say, I actually, I, I should send you my notes. I actually was going to say something about how I know you're contractually obligated to say his <laughs> name for fear of Guido coming after your family or something. <laughs> no, it's Rito Rob actually. coming after it's, our family. Yeah. <laughs> it's Rob. That's what we're afraid of. <laughs> yeah. Lumbering his after lumbering, your family. His lumbering <laughs> is rivaled by none other. Slowly lumbering. So we've got a head start, but still. Here he comes now. Uh-oh. <laughs> Guys, we better get out of here in the next three to six months. <laughs> He's blocking out the sun. <laughs> then tell your stories there you know exactly. your legacy shall live on through me all right well thanks eliza hamilton oh. <laughs> all right so um i guess to conclude my portion of the episode here um we you know we we're talking about if people haven't rewatched things at this point time is a wasting uh what would you each of you say would be for minimal prep uh, bare minimum, what episodes, either Clone Wars, Rebels, Mandalorian, and or Boba, Book of Boba Fett, that somebody should rewatch for this new series? To get you set for Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, that's the question I was going to ask the guys. So you, you were on top of it, as, right. as you always are. Oh, thank you. Charles, why don't we start with mm. you? So if they short on time, what would you watch to prep yourself? Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go with the easy answer, I think. Um mm-hmm. It's the uh, the final episode of season four. I think it frames it uh, really well, where you see uh, what happens with um, uh, Ezra and Thrawn. You get the epilogue and the farewell. You get the sense of family. And I, really, I believe the launching point of where this series may start is where Ahsoka visits um, uh, Sabine. And it's it, the book ends, by the way, is mind-blowing. Because when we see that scene, we see Sabine looking over the uh, the railing and her hair is blowing. And she's sort of looking forlornly out into the distance, mm-hmm. which is the exact same scene that we see in episode one of Rebels. And that's Ezra who's doing that. So the bookends are perfect. So that that 
last episode really does set the stage for what we're going to see in Ahsoka. So that would be my suggestion. All right, Pat. Um, I say you you make the time to not only uh, watch <laughs> w- not only watch that, but also um, Ahsoka's arc in season seven of the Clone Wars. For oh, sure. nice, nice, because very that good. That really that really speaks to her character, kind of almost at that point in time. Um, because I think that who she is, who she has become by that point is pretty well who she is, um, you know, when, when we see her again, she's, she's hit that sort of Zen and, um, and control over, um, not only the force, but, but herself, um, and so that gives you insight into her. And then, of course, then the um, live action episodes that, that have her and uh, and Luke kind of talking about um, mm. the Jedi and, and the right. past and everything to kind of um, hit a couple important nods before um, jumping into her series. That's doable, yeah, too, I... in the next few days. Yeah. 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 I agree with all those. Um, definitely. Um, I, I, I know you're not going to have time if you haven't started watching Star Wars Rebels, but if you can watch as much as you can uh, going into this, I, mean, I think, I think you know, um, especially if you want to get Ahsoka's portion of it, um, then the beginning of season two, mostly, and then the very mm-hmm. end. Um, but uh, Twilight of the Apprentice is the episode you have to see. Um, seriously, that is the one that we've already discussed a little bit about here already where she does meet up with Vader slash Anakin and it is a very impactful episode. The World Between Worlds episode um, mm-hmm. could very much yeah. come into play in the series. I think that's huge. And then I, I'm going to go back to the Clone Wars and uh, there, there's a lot of things you could watch, um, Ahsoka, but go to the Mortis Trilogy. Um, because I really believe that oh, a yeah. lot of so much Jedi lore is within that itself. And a lot of what Ahsoka became um, and why it, she kind of embodies this super light side of the Jedi comes out of that trilogy. Um, I think it's really, really impactful into who she is as right. a character. Um, so if you want to go back and delve into the Clone Wars, that's not a bad one as well to, to kind of get to know Ahsoka a little bit more. Oh, oh yeah. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Excellent responses, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. One more thing I wanted to ask Charles specifically, are we going to get Captain Rex and Ahsoka? I mean, I haven't been asked to, so... <laughs> but I can't really divulge it because Actra and the whole screenwriters thing. Um, uh, you know, that's a great, I haven't even actually considered that. That would be a wow moment because we've seen it. We saw him in uh, uh, the Kenobi series, you know, uh, Tamura was in there as the mm-hmm. sort of the beleaguered clone there. That, wow. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I haven't thought about that. That's that's that would be a cherry on top of that story. Holy and moly, that would be Ahsoka amazing. And it's the Ahsoka series. And it's the yeah. Ahsoka series, and how I mean, much it, affection they have for each other. I was just thinking about it. Why why it came to my mind right now is thinking about um, the episodes that she was in in Rebels and thinking of their reunion and how oh impactful that was when they got back. Uh, spoiler alert! Sorry, too late. Um, when they got back <laughs> together. Um, in that episode and how 
emotional that reunion was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. And how he's just been there for so many different stages of her development mm-hmm. right. and how, you know, and how they learned from each other, especially from her. Mm-hmm. They're really their very first meeting, which I was still awake for when I was watching the Clone Wars movie, by the way, Pat, <laughs> um, when. <laughs> Thank you, word you know, for it. Yeah, the whole rank versus experience and you know that's it's it was like a critical moment for the beginning of their relationship but that just carried on forward oh wow that's a that's a fantastic question that was our trivia one of our trivia questions on the disney cruise ship what was that oh uh experience outrank uh thank you everything cold medicine's kicking in now (laughs) (laughs) that's my excuse too i don't have a cold but that's what i'm gonna say anyway Well, guys, uh, thank you so much. We couldn't be more excited for the Ahsoka series. And um, I always appreciate your input and your your Star Wars intellect. Um, You always do it in a fun, entertaining way, just like you do on the Conversations podcast. We love having you on your show, our show, and we love listening to your show. Tell the listeners where they can find the Conversations podcast, download it, listen to it, and find you on the socials as well. Uh, yeah, you can get our newsletter via Carrier Pigeon. Um, we are. Oh, we're not doing that anymore. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, the very best place to find us is on our own website at conversations.com. I've heard that. Have you? Okay. <laughs> That's that makes two of us. Um, and uh, we are on Facebook.com/slash/conversations. Um, are we still doing Twitter? I think we do Twitter. Yeah, it's well, it's X, X but Twitter that works. Yeah, I don't know that thing. We're and still you there. You do the thing at Swations on whatever that is. Uh, <laughs> we've got the Instagram conversations on that one and uh, commerceations on Etsy. Ooh, very yeah. nice. It's commerce. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and um. And of course, uh, if you forget all that, you can remember our link tree that has links to all of that at link.tree slash conversations. And of course, as we always like to point out, in addition to that, uh, there is the um, brilliant and wonderful uh, Red 5 network, uh, of which we are proud founding members. And um, they and all of our, uh, well, most of our friends, some of our friends, are uh, <laughs> over there uh, creating content. At bio.link slash red five. Nice. Nice. And we're on threads, by the way. What's a thread? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's an offshoot of Instagram. So yeah. We publish things there. So you can find us there. <laughs> yeah. Post things. What he said. And by we, he's being generous. It's not we. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, nope. you know, again, we've nope. we've said it many, many times. Um, their show is fantastic. Yes. If you enjoy learning about Star Wars, but like a good entertaining podcast, hey. whether you know Star Wars, whether you don't, um, you're going to enjoy listening to these guys because you heard them on this show. They it's very much very similar on their show. Um, please check them out if you haven't already, because they do a fantastic, fantastic yeah. podcast for they sure. Definitely do a lot of research and prep for their episodes and bring so much great information. Wait, you're talking <laughs> about conversations, right? <laughs> but thank you for having us. Um, I can honestly say that you guys uh, are a light of uh, joy, happiness and smiles uh, like consistently. 
for my drive to work every Monday morning. And uh, it doesn't matter what the subject, whether it's the amazing stuff that Michelle does with the 100 years of Disney. The, I always learn something about Disney and but it's it's such with such love and, and you guys your relationship is wonderful and it's a, a beacon it's like a, a thing that you can look towards so it's uh, it's full of love laughs and information so we love your show as well thank you we do indeed thank you Charles checks in yeah. the mail <laughs> <laughs> well guys uh, this is very fun um, yeah. we could we could talk to you forever about rebels and Ahsoka and everything else, but um, at some point we need to cut this episode yeah. off. But... And all three of you guys did a great job with information and yeah. sharing. And now oh, y'all, <laughs> that one. Honey, you did good. You did good, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Pat's got to win a prize. He's got the most points. We'll figure out. Oh, that. wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I know what the I, prize I, is. I forfeit my winning. <laughs> no, he's going to take over the socials for one week. Yay! Oh. <laughs> my my Kermit the Frog yay is uh, yeah. going force there. Uh, hi ho Twitter. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to see you again. I um you know it's been a while, I guess. Uh, you know. Oh, uh, guys, it's thanks again Twitter for anymore. taking. No, it's X. <laughs> the, the letter X. You know, it's uh, towards the end. I don't know where that's going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nowhere. nowhere no, we're good. good. <laughs> no. We're gonna get. We're gonna have Hondo, Hondo and Jack Kurt, Sparrow, and Kermit, Kermit the Frog having a Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what have I done? <laughs> terrible. Absolutely terrible. Very good. I um, nice. Thanks yeah, again. What now? Thank, what now? Get out. Get out while you can. Get eject. Eject. Guys, thanks again. Uh, taking out so much time uh, to yes. talk about this. We're so very excited about it. Maybe after it's done, we'll bring you back on and and recap what we've seen with the Ahsoka series and where Star Wars nice. is going forward. Yeah. Fantastic. Or maybe you'll learn from your mistakes. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't yet. I don't know why I would then. <laughs> Guys, thanks again oh, for boy. joining us. Oh, absolutely. It, it, again, has been a pleasure, and we look forward to many, many more um, humiliating uh, events um, for Charles. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us. We love you guys, and uh, we, can't wait for the next, we can't wait for the next one.
Thanks again to Pat and Charles. So much yes. fun with them. I know you heard it. We had such a great time talking with them. And at length about Ahsoka and right, Star Wars Right, right. Yeah, I can't think of a better uh, group of people. And, and with you two in there, honey, uh, <laughs> talking about the series coming up and the excitement surrounding that. So... Uh, it was fun, for it, sure. It was, I don't know if you could ever say something is too much fun, but I would classify this as pretty much that. Yeah, it was pretty close to too much fun. It was a, <laughs> it's a great time with those guys all the time. Every time we bring them on the show, every time we get to chat with them, we just have a fantastic time, and we can't wait to have them back on the show again at yes. a future time, maybe to discuss more about Ahsoka or maybe some other topics. Who knows? You just never know with those two. Exactly. Exactly. Now, <laughs> before we get into the Disney stories of the week, you know, we need to talk to you about our great friend, Nate, with Main Street and more travel, because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you. Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan, customize a, a trip that is going to be the best for you, answer your questions. It's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything. High end. It is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions. He is there for you to make sure your trip, wherever it may be, be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. I mean, there's never a guarantee, but let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. And you know, I've got a few for you, but we're going to rip through them pretty quickly here because obviously we've already talked at length about Ahsoka, but we do need to talk a couple more things about Ahsoka right what? now. Yep. We're going to start with, you'll be able to check out the series we're talking about on today's episode a little earlier than we expected. That's because Disney and Lucasfilm announced on social media that Ahsoka, the series, will be dropping on Disney Plus on Tuesday night <laughs> at 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific time. That's great news. That'll give you a chance to get a jump on the spoilers. You're not going to have all these people that are, you know, either go stay up really late and watch right. it or get up early in the morning and watch it in the morning while you're having to go to work or whatever. And you're trying to dodge. If you go on social media, dodge spoilers all day. No, you're going to have your opportunity to watch it right off the bat when it debuts. That is great. I know. I've, I've kind of avoided social media lately because I knew of the D23 event that allowed people to see it already. Um, or see the episodes already. So this is really exciting that 
it's going to drop early. Yay. Yeah. So that is, that is really great news and excited to see the series, obviously, since we talked about it at length today. <laughs> Speaking of that series, your chance to meet its main character is coming very soon to the Disneyland Resort. Disney Parks sent out this notice on social media as well that Ahsoka, yes, Ahsoka herself will be paying visits to Batuu within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Disneyland Resort beginning on August 23rd. So coinciding with the debut, sort of, since we now know it's going to be sort of be on the 22nd um, with the show's release. That means you'll have your chance to meet up, take photos and talk with your favorite Togruten. That's so cool. It's funny. I was looking through photos today for something and I saw from our nighttime Disney Star Wars, Disneyland Star Wars event years ago that we actually had a picture with Sabine. Yeah, I actually posted it for our little Star Wars Saturday posting on social media. Our picture was Sabine and Chopper. That's Chopper right. was there yes. too. So that was really fun. And uh, hopefully- I guess he was just a little well-behaved. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually fairly quiet for, yeah. for Chopper. He may have powered down. I don't know what it is. But um, yeah, hopefully that would be a nice uh, addition as yeah. well. Uh, another- um, chance to meet with Sabine and Chopper would be fantastic. Right, with right. Uh, so. too as well. But uh, looking forward to the chance to meet up with Ahsoka. Again, right now it's only at the Disneyland Resort, hoping they extend that to the Walt Disney World Resort yeah. eventually as well. Finally, we now know when you'll be able to dig a little deeper into a few of Tiana's delicious dishes at the happiest place on earth. Mm. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said, we're pleased to announce that the Official opening date of Tiana's Palace Restaurant in Disneyland Park is September 7th, 2023. So just a couple of weeks away. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. This reimagined quick service style restaurant is inspired by the one Princess Tiana created in the beloved Walt Disney Animation Studios film, of course, The Princess and the Frog. There will be, they say there will be so many elegant yet subtle details throughout the restaurant that offer fun hints at Tiana's rich past in New Orleans. Below the lit marquee that reads Tiana's Palace, hanging above the metallic gold balcony, is an emerald green wrought iron railing and awnings dyed in yellow and green. Of course, very mm-hmm. reminiscent of the colors that she sports right. quite often. Uh-huh. Um, you will be surrounded by the colors of Mardi Gras as you sit at yellow tabletops on warm vanilla colored chairs with green seats. In the shade of yellow and green umbrellas. That's nice. Meanwhile, the nice touches the Disney Imagineers have put throughout the restaurant itself. Uh, They said they took inspiration from the film for the interior of the restaurant, which includes a large mural of the bayou. You will also see other references to, to Tiana stories. Lilies represented on numerous signs, plaques, and light fixtures, frog porcelains, cookbooks Tiana has collected on little shelves, and her father's favorite gumbo spoon proudly on display. You also want to keep an eye out for letters from her father and neighbors on display alongside a childhood photo of Tiana. So I love the little things you'll be able to find when you're in that uh, dining establishment as well. Yeah, Imagineers do spectacular Mm -hmm. work with Easter eggs. Yeah, for sure. They say at Tiana's Palace, you can enjoy new menu items that represent Tiana's story and honor the flavors and flair of New Orleans with an effort to source some of their ingredients directly from the state of Louisiana when yeah. possible. So that's kind of cool yeah. when, they get, when they have the opportunity to, to right. get them. Uh, some of the items straight from uh, Tiana's backyard. Very cool. Yeah. 
Uh, also, this means, of course, the mint julep bar will be reopening yes, at the same time nice. as well. So very right. popular spots yeah. back open soon at the Disneyland soon, Resort. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Very cool. That's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome, wonderful, all <laughs> things great in the world. You heard it just a little bit earlier. She is the queen of <laughs> trivia. No, trivia torture, I yes, think. Yes, the game show hostess with the mostest. Mostest torture. You know she does the best <laughs> research. And you definitely know she has the best list. But one thing is for sure, she definitely has the very best tip. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're sweet, honey. Um, so inspired by the concept of cruising... Uh, I came up with a, a cruise tip and if that has to do with going on a Disney cruise, mm. if you really enjoy your specialty coffees, you know, and you feel like, Which Oh, I'm not, yes. And especially if you're like, kind of have your favorite that you like every day at home and you want to have it abroad. Well, you can do that. They have obviously specialty coffee at a Disney cruise and, it's in the Cove Cafe that you can also get a rewards card and you buy five coffees. They, they click it off on the card and your sixth one is for free. So yeah. it saves you a little money. Yes, which we've taken advantage of many, many times because we enjoy our nice, yeah. our nice coffees uh, there at the Cove Cafe right. quite often. Yes. And, so and even though the specialty coffees are a little extra, they're not included with the, the price of the cruise, they do also serve some specialty treats in the Cove Cafe. Some are sweet, some are savory. And we enjoy those, especially the afternoon ones, because they're usually dishes that you don't, small plate things that you don't find anywhere else on the ship so yeah. they're usually just little bites that you can enjoy yeah. with your coffee or then they have a full bar in there too right. so you can have an actual cocktail if, exactly. you, if that's more what you prefer right. uh, but they do have a great selection and we enjoy going there very very often yeah so. the treats are free great tip michelle's tip no. always the best Thank tip you. we're running long my tip is quick simple easy and we have already discussed it a little bit on this show if you love star wars go and be sure and watch the animated series because they bring so much mm -hmm. to what you know as Star Wars. They fill in so many gaps. Watch the Clone Wars. Watch Star Wars Rebels. Watch Resistance. There's so much out there yeah. that is wonderful entertainment and good Star Wars storytelling. Please go out and if you haven't done it or if you haven't done it, seen them in a long time, go back and revisit them because they are magnificent. Exactly. Can't, couldn't agree with you more. Thank you very much. So that's it for this week's show. Next week, well, it's always a question when you plan your trip to Walt Disney World Resort. Should we stay in the Disney bubble? Or should we save a little money and go off property? Well, we're going to discuss the benefits of staying on property, on Disney property, so you can have more information and that maybe help you decide for yourself for your next vacation. Right, exactly. And, you know, we've talked in the past how things have changed and how some things are returning that are beneficial. So hopefully this can like Tom said, help you out in deciding. Yeah, get you a little bit more inspiration. And again, you know, everything, what's right for some people isn't right for everybody, but we're going to try and fill in everything that has been 
kind of re-added right. to staying at a Disney resort. Uh, and, and so you can have it spelled out for you and then you can do the math or whatever right, it is right. for yourself to make your own decision and figure out what's best for you and your family. Yeah. And sometimes it can depend on the, the duration of the trip and other factors. So sure. We'll exactly. Hopefully help you out in those issues. For sure. So as for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. I am not calling it that. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you like this uh, podcast and you want to help support it, we would love to invite you to tell a friend or family member who isn't currently listening to join us. For sure. Uh, that's the best way to share the word that uh, this show exists and there's right. people that might enjoy it just like you do. Hopefully you do anyway. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.